0: Did you know that every word you speak matters? Are your conversations making a difference? With a passion for words and a heart for conversation, Teresa Velarde is a self-professed word nerd, best-selling author, BizCat 360 columnist, and publisher. Children's books as well as fiction and nonfiction books are welcomed at Weeby Books Publishing and Book Endeavors, the imprints of her company, Authentic Endeavors Publishing whether written or spoken teresa strives to encourage and inspire meaningful conversations that make a difference here's the host of conversations that make a difference teresa hey
1: everyone and welcome to conversations that make a difference i am teresa velarde and you can watch us every tuesday at 5 a.m and 5 p.m eastern time with live call-in shows the first and third tuesday of every month on At 5 p.m. on YouTube. And you can even find us in your car, um, on your car radio. And you can have Alexa play Dreams Vision 7 Radio. And you can get our apps. And you can learn more about the full schedule at dreamvision7radio.com. And before we get started, I am happy to have, first of all, I'm happy to have my guest. Leanne Rhodes back again for a second time. Her life has shifted and changed a lot since last we spoke, and we're going to talk about that in just a minute. But before we get started with that conversation, let's open with a prayer. We start with the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And it is by God's grace that we are fabulous, blessed, blessed and highly favored living in our greatness using our gifts and talents making a difference in the lives of others with passion and purpose and all of God's great universe is conspiring in our favor and we gratefully say amen so a lot has happened since you were here last Leanne Mm -hmm. I'm going to read your uh, bio so I don't miss anything so you are a mom yes And a previous elementary school teacher, your certified travel agent, author of two books, which we're going to talk about in a minute, um, that you'll find on Amazon, Rise Up, Shine On, and Just Prevail. You're a Sunday school teacher, founder of a nonprofit, Tides of Grace Incorporated, and most of all, you are indeed a child of God. We're going to talk about all those things. Leanne was content in her life with her family and a very successful multi-million dollar business in direct sales until she felt a whisper in her heart from God to change it all up. Ask me how I can relate to this. Those whispers are something else. They're pretty motivating, even though they're really quiet sometimes. For months, Leanne kept hearing the whispers of her heart to close down her business and start a nonprofit. She pushed back and grappled with the whispers until finally she surrendered it all and said, God, use my vessel for your purpose. She's now the founder of a nonprofit, Tides of Grace, that gives back to the community on the eastern shore through kindness and compassion for those who need a helping hand. In the past few months of starting, she has been able to help over 300 individuals and families, and she's just getting started with the help of the entire community behind her. And I know they have a website and you have some contact information that you'll be able to give us as we go along here, but I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. Welcome Leanne Rhodes, how are you? Thank you
2: for having me. I'm so excited to be here with you again and such a a different level this time.
1: Oh yeah, much different level this time. So, so, so for people who did not see the first interview, which you can find on dream vision seven radio network and the archives, you can also go to conversations that make a difference.com. They're there as well. And people can watch that entire interview, but would you catch people up on who you are and talk a little bit about what you were doing previously because you had, you were also giving back to women, the women's community and helping them get through some, some hard, difficult situations. So let's let, let me let you tell them a little bit about yourself and how bring us up to date to where we are right now.
2: Sure. Um, So I guess it was 16 years ago, I was introduced to a company that focused on women's um, sexual wellness. And it, to a lot of people, it may become a very taboo topic, people don't like to talk about um, sexual health. And um, I was very um, drawn to the amount of, or I should say lack of education around the topic of sexual health. And I fell in love with the products of what they did, the purpose they served, the empowerment it gave these women. And so I became a partner of the direct sale company and, um, I did it on the side where we work with top-notch doctors around the world. They educate us to be able to take the knowledge that a lot of doctors don't talk about, or women don't talk about, um, whether that is vaginal dryness, whether that is, um, going through a lot of complications that come after mastectomies, Um, women who have hysterectomies, a lot of times women just don't feel beautiful after these traumatic things that sometimes sexual abuse, things that they've gone through. And it plays a huge factor in them feeling empowered as a woman and to be able to feel confident with their um, husband in the bedroom. And so our company really educates and tells women, you know, that their feelings and the things they're going through are normal. There is something we can do to help. There's conversations around it. And so it was really nice to be able to have this company that I really believed in the products that I could also go do presentations with women. It was a fun environment, but at the same time, we were educating. We are allowing women to just let loose not be a mom, not be a wife for the night and just be educated and walk out of there feeling confident with products that they could help that are rated by the top doctors um, in the country. And um, you can quickly build a team in this direct sale company. And so that is what I did. And it became very successful in the beginning of doing this so much that I was able to resign as a classroom elementary school teacher and do this business full time. Um, I became a corporate trainer for the company. I traveled literally around the world. Um, if you've never been to South Africa, it was one of my favorite trips I got to go train at. Um, it was beautiful, but And so I really became very high on the totem pole, um, built a multi million dollar team, loved every single aspect of it. And if somebody ever said, you know, are you ever going to quit? My answer would be like, no way, like, absolutely not. I'm doing this till the day I die. And um, so uh, it was nice to also have that flexibility when my son was born four years ago, um, I used to, you know, in the direct company, we would be in front of people during presentations and make sales and things that way. It was nice to have the freedom and the flexibility. When my son was born, he was diagnosed with stage four cancer um, at two weeks old, and it was a traumatic experience, but it was such a blessing you know, thinking back that I wasn't an elementary school teacher. I didn't have to do the substitute plans and all of that. I had a business that I could just switch it. I could educate women through zoom. I could do online things and I never had to miss a beat and never had to leave his side. And I got to fight alongside of him Mm -hmm. while he survived his battle. And now he's thriving at four years old, whole miracle. That's hence why I wrote a second book, um, all about his story, but, um, And so life was great after that. Um, and then I guess it's been about four months or so. Um, there was a little whisper in my heart that I think you should close the door of your business and start something new. And I pulled back. I'm like, no, 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 this is all I know. This is what I love. No, like absolutely not. And you know, the whispers just kept getting stronger. There'd be situations along the way where, at some point I decided to say, okay, God, I surrender. You know what? It is clearly your purpose. There is no other if, ands, or buts in this take me and use me. Um, and you know, when I think back of every situation where God was asking me to trust him, it always has worked out to exactly the purpose it was supposed to, Mm -hmm. um, whether that was with my son battling through cancer, whether it was, you know, leaving my job as a classroom teacher and building my business, everything happens. And sometimes things are just for seasons in your life, but they all serve a purpose. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so now I have left that multi-million-dollar business and I started a nonprofit just a few months ago that has been very successful and we're just getting started. So I'm really excited about it.
1: Awesome. That's awesome. And you had, you had a couple of big things happen along the way. You just briefly kind of glazed over the fact that your son um, had stage four cancer and you wrote about it. So I know your book Just Prevail, if you want to show the audience, show our audience. And book. Um, this is actually the book of the month on dreamvision7network.com, dreamvision7.com. And um, you can read a little bit about that. But And uh, talk a little bit, just a little bit about so people will um, understand what happened with your son. He was diagnosed and then somewhere, somewhere along the line, and it's only a God thing, you got some information that helped in, in his healing. So just tell people a little bit about that.
2: Yeah, sure. Um, so when he was diagnosed at two weeks old, um, first it was just a routine doctor's appointment. He had, you know, like babies have big bellies and I was just like, Oh, he loves his milk. And so, um, you know, my husband was like, I don't know. You should ask the doctor, you know, it just kind of looks a little pouch, you know, a, a little bit more than just a milk belly. And so the doctor, you know, was feeling on it, you know, at his two week checkup. And she was like, you know, let's just take you for scanned. It might just be a lactose allergy. So here I am pouting the whole way to the hospital to get scans, thinking I have to stop eating ice cream because I was breastfeeding. <laughs> um, and you know the the hospital did these scans on it. And I'm still just thinking like, oh, it's just gonna be a lactose thing. I gotta cut my you know milk intake back because it's making him you know a little bloated. And they said, Oh, we're not really sure. We see something. We're going to send you to Johns Hopkins. So I'm like Johns Hopkins for a a milk allergy. Like what? So I was still not comprehending the severity of when they send you to a Johns Hopkins Mm -hmm. and, um, they, you know, so off we got transported and, um, my husband came up there and they, the doctors did their scans and they sat us down in this room and it was getting all serious. And I just, couldn't even wrap my brain around why we were having such a serious conversation, you know, over still thinking I have to cut back dairy intake. And so, right. And so she says, um, and I don't remember a whole lot of that conversation. It was just an out of body moment. Um, but I do remember her basically saying your son has a mass behind his heart, um, that is cancerous. He has, um, cancer in his bone marrow There is cancer in his stomach on his um, liver and so much that it is pushing his stomach all the way over to, uh, or his liver all the way over to his stomach and his belly will continue to get big, um, because it's completely full of active cancer cells. And so she said, we have to hook him up to chemo and get him started right now. It's going to be a surgery. They'll insert a port through his neck, through his heart, um, Behind his heart and through his chest, and we're going to start him on chemotherapy. And I said, a baby, a, a, a two-week-old baby, you're going to put on. I've never even thought that that could happen to an yeah. infant. I mean, you hear about it in adults, but I'm like, a baby, no way. Um, and so I said, okay, you know, I'm trying to wrap my brain around. I said, so if I do this, will he survive? is thinking how could this even be possible this is my life right now and I remember clear as day her saying we're always hopeful but I can't give you that answer Mm -hmm. and it's like what do you do you have this literally an infant who they're going to put in surgery and start pumping full of chemo which we know yes it has great factors but it is it is poison it's not great
3: yeah
2: um and you know you see all the kids you know You never think it's going to be you on the St. Jude's commercials and you see the, you know, bald babies and you're like, oh, that'll never be me. And it it, it was reality very quickly. Um, And I remember just going with the flow, like, okay, this is what they have to do. And he needs a year and a half of this. And I'm like a year and a half, man, he's going to miss here. It was August. He's going to miss his first Halloween, his first Thanksgiving, his first Christmas. We're all going to be in the hospital. Like, this is not how I envisioned my rainbow baby that we tried so hard for. I mean, my children are 12 years apart. We tried so many years for him. Um, and I just kept saying, man, why me, God, like, why? Like we, you know, the struggles we went through to have this baby and here, you don't even know if he's going to make it. And you're, you're going to rip all of this joy from me. Um, and it was a very emotional moment. I remember being just very real and authentic to my friend in the hospital and saying, you know, Why me? I don't deserve this. I've had a very hard life of ups and downs and trials, Um, and that was my first book that I published years before this. Rise up, shine on, um, which I have right here too. If you need to see the cover, but um,
1: and so I wrote. They both. They're both so good.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and so you know, I wrote that story just to be, you know, an example of your past doesn't define your future, and you know, you can have everything that you want. With just sometimes believing in yourself and being your own cheerleader and your own hero. And here, how was I encouraging women through in my own life through my book and my writing and here, I feel so weak. I don't feel encouraged. And I was just having a moment of saying a pity party. Why me? And my friend said, you know, I'm going to allow you to be real for a moment, but I want you to switch your thinking. It is not why you, it's why not you. And I, I couldn't wrap my brain around it. And she said, Leanne, look at your situation. Like God chose you to be this boy's mom, because you're not an elementary school teacher. You're not having to go write substitute plans and worry about, are you going to get paid while, you know, do you go to school to be paid or do you stay off leave to be able to fight with your son? And how are you going to pay your bills? Like you have the perfect opportunity that you've built this team in this you know industry you're in that is going to run itself. And you can work from a hospital room and you can take a mental break when you need to and still be there for your son. She said, So why not you? And um, she said, You have, you're the perfect fit to fight alongside him. And God's going to use this Mm -hmm. for a testimony. You just have to believe it.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. And, um, you know, in that moment, it just changed my whole perspective. And instead of this pity party, which don't get me wrong, I still had moments where I was weak, um, but I had this faith that was so strong that people were like, where are you getting this faith? And I was like, I don't know, but we're going to see a miracle out of this. And I remember, um, you know, so many people were sending us messages of, um, you know, have you tried this and have you tried that? And you get very overwhelmed very quickly when you're in a situation like that. And I mean, there was hundreds and hundreds of messages coming in, but this one particular one I'm not even sure why I answered it. I mean, I know why now it was complete divine intervention, but um, this man reached out to me and he said, you don't know who I am, um, but I'm following your son's story on Facebook because it was my outlet. Every day I started just writing love letters to my son. I didn't know what to do. Everybody was asking updates and how's he doing? And the only thing I could think to do was just write. And so I was just writing basically love letters to him on Facebook, like telling him how his day was, giving him encouragement, telling him how much Jesus loves him, He's going to heal his body, and it gave other people this hope as they watched his story. Um, and it became this huge like prayer chain across the world. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and this guy reached out and he said, "I saw your story, and my grandma." um, had chemo, I mean, had cancer and she did not want to do chemo. She said she was going to die with her dignity. She was not going on chemo. And as a researcher, I needed to quickly figure out something that would help her. Cause I was not going to lose my grandma, um, to cancer. And he said, I st- started studying the way cancer cells grow. They're probably not going to tell you this in the hospital. Um, you know, but there are holistic ways that you can help your baby, especially because you're breastfeeding. So everything, that's going through you is going through him. And he said, I want you to cut red meat out of your diet. I want you to cut pork out of your diet. I want you to cut sugar out of your diet. Those three things, when there's active cancer cells in a body, they multiply at a rapid rate. Um, and so if you then reverse it by adding, you know, really great um, fruits and vegetables and certain things like wheatgrass into your diet um, and start maybe juicing. He said, what I did was I created a juice for my grandma and she cut those things out and she was juicing. You have to drink six ounces every four hours, but she's cancer-free now. And she remains cancer-free and, you know, the tumors can be shrunk just through CBD, no THC, um, just CBD oil. And it has, it's known to shrink, you know, tumors. So you can put some under, you can put some under his tongue, take some under yours. You have nothing to lose. And I remember talking to my one friend and I said, I don't have the capacity to figure out how to juice. I've never juiced in my life. Like I'm the girl who will eat a whole. Think pack of Oreo cookies and milk. I mean, you want me to cut sugar sugar out of my diet? I mean, the only thing I have at this hospital is coffee and creamer
1: right now. Like, Uh, I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing with you because I can relate to that. Right. You want me to juice? Like, I'm not that healthy girl, but
2: you do whatever it'll take at this point, Uh you know? And and so she said, I'm buying you the juicer. It's coming to your house. I'm going to buy you the first batch. We're going to juice together. I'm going to teach you how to do this. We're going to do it. And so, um, I kept saying like, well, where's this money coming from? Because this juice ingredients is like three to $500 a week. And, you know, it's just funny because it, it, it all unfolded. I mean, there'd be random checks that would just pop up in the mail and saying, we're thinking of you and it'd be a $500 check and it would cover for his juice all week. It was just so random. I'd be a refund that I overpaid on something in the mail. It was just so neat to watch God unfold that in my life. Um, And so I did the juicing and you know, people thought, I think not all people, but there are a couple people that thought I was crazy. I've lost my marbles. I mean, I would spend all this money on juicing. I would use little breast milk storage bags and pour the juice in, freeze it up, take a whole cooler to the hospital. And, uh, every four hours I was thawing out this green juice that did not taste that good. Um, and I would put a straw in and I would just suck it down so I could swallow it as fast as I could. Um, and he had his first round of scans and, um, I told the doctor, I said, we're going to see a miracle out of this. How often do you see miracles? And she said, you know, we see them sometimes. I was like, Okay. And um, she said, but I do want to start talking about, um, the dates he will be in the hospital because we're coming up in October now. Um, his scans were going to be on Halloween trick or treat. Right. Um, and so she said, you know, he is going to be in here on Thanksgiving. It's just the way you have to follow a protocol with how many days on chemo I can give you Christmas Eve off, but he'll be in here on Christmas. And I was like, no, he's not. No, he's not. I feel it. I feel it. He's not going to be in here. And she's like okay. But realistically, honey, he needs a year and a half of treatment. It's only been 70 some days. And I was like, okay. And so his first scans came and, um, you know, we, uh, we, you get the scans of the hospital and you go home and you wait patiently and you wait patiently for them to call. And I was pulling in the driveway and, um, it was about a two hour commute back and forth to Hopkins. And she called and she said, um, you know, are you sitting down? And I said, um, yep, sure. I'm like, I am now like, let's do this. And so she said, well, I wanted to call, I got his scans and, um, I needed to ask you a question. And I said, okay. And she said, well, when do you want to ring his end of treatment bell? And at this point I'm thinking she's nuts. I said, why are we talking about a year and a half right now? When you're supposed to tell me how his scans are like, you want me to tell you when we're going to ring his end of treatment bell in a year and a half. I have no idea. And so I said, you mean like next year? And she said, no, like next week. Oh, and I, I said, no way. Every time I, I
1: hear that story, I get chills. I get chills. I know. And so she said, you asked me
2: how often I see a miracle and you're one. She said, we don't know. She said, I didn't even believe the scans. I had doctors literally around the world calling in to check these scans because I don't want to miss something. And, um, she said, so whatever you're juicing, I know I told, I, you know, I chuckled at you, but whatever you're juicing, you keep juicing.
1: Juicing, And,
2: and so, um, it was just, we didn't go, you know, we were done. He, the next week he had a surgery. It was 88 days. He beat stage four cancer. I mean, he got his port taken out. He didn't need any more chemo. Um, there's a couple little cancer cells that dissolved on their own from the juice and, you know, he's great. He's thriving. He didn't have to spend his first Thanksgiving and Christmas in the hospital. Just a, a miracle that unfolded. Miracle.
1: And what a way to start our time together. And on that note, we had to go to our first break, but boy, did you do a great job of, of tightening that up. So everybody knows that you have seen the power of God in your life in more ways than one already. And we're going to see how God shows up again when we come right back. We'll be right back with Leanne Rhodes.
3: what if dreams can diagnose your life what if we can meet the love of our life in dreams join host cat o'keefe Canavis, the number one internationally best-selling author of dreams that can save your life written with duke university medical doctor larry burke dreaming healing is where we'll explore dreams research and interpret dreams from you the caller Dreaming healing shows can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. Eastern, with live shows on the first and third evenings at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific Time on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. Come live your dreams out loud with Cat. Are miracles real? Can you move from mayhem to miracles? 30 prominent authors say yes as they share their high fives and down lows of challenges, abuse, addiction, and love. Experience Hope, the magic elixir of miracles through the personal stories of New York Times best-selling authors, James Redfield, Dr. Bernie Siegel, Sister Jenna, Reverend Temple Hayes, and many more. If you like bestsellers, chaos to clarity, and crappy to happy, you'll love crying and laughing through mayhem to miracles. Sacred Stories of Transformational Hope, available now on Amazon and in bookstores worldwide.
0: Did you know that every word you speak matters? What you say and how you say it can make or break a relationship or shift the outcome of any situation. Are your conversations making a difference? faith in god gratitude authenticity and giving are teresa velarde's heart it's in this spirit that she's focused on making a difference in the lives she's blessed to touch conversations that make a difference is now on syndicated dream vision 7 radio network every tuesday at 5 a.m and 5 p.m eastern time with live call-in shows every first and third tuesday at 5 p.m eastern
1: This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. Welcome back. We're going to continue our conversation with Leanne Rhodes, who just described her miracle of life with her little boy. And um, I wanted to also say that Leanne actually wrote a story in A Daily Gift of Gratitude, which was the book of the month, one of the books of the month for January as well. And the title of her story, as she said, is why not me? So if you haven't gotten your copy of Daily Gift of Gratitude, this is available on Amazon. And also uh, another gift, another book that um, was the book of the month in January is the Fourfold Formula for All Things Wellness. Lots of really good stories in here and many, many different aspects of, of wellness are touched on in this particular book. So enjoy them as well as just prevail. I wanted to just hold that up again. And you can uh, read Land's book, uh, Rise Up, Shine On, as well. And that will describe, um, that'll give you an idea of where she came from and how um, God has always really taken her through so many tough times. And, and you know, you talked about, when we titled this about listening to the whispers of the heart. And I was so happy to hear that those words come out of your mouth because. I am familiar with those whispers and so are probably so many other people, but you don't realize where they come from. You know, like you'll hear like, um, for example, if you're driving uh, home and you you say, oh, go this way, you hear something say, go this way instead of your normal, routine, your normal uh, routine. And you come to find out later on that there was a major accident and that little whisper of your heart saved you from being harmed on the way home. And it could be as simple as, you know, like, don't go out right now or whatever, you know, but mine was walk away from the altar, Teresa. (laughs) Don't do this. I have something so much better for you. Only I, I didn't listen. And I, I believe that everything that happened to me was, um, was punishment through my upbringing um, for not listening to God, but I have since learned. And when God whispers, I listen. So, but I know that I know you started off by saying that you heard these little whispers, and then you know I'm not going to do that. I'm 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 going to stay with this business. I'm helping so many women. So tell us exactly what um, God was prompting you to do and what you have done in such a short, short time. Because I met Le- Le- Leanne like six months ago in, J- in July of last year, 2022, and there, this was nowhere on her radar that I knew of anyway, although I really didn't have um, many conversations about you know, what she did and whatnot. We were in a retreat setting. But um, here we are. And like from the last the last um, interview we did on my show, that was nowhere around the conversation. So tell, tell our listeners what happened.
2: Yeah. So it's funny because I was at that workshop with you and um, we had. A time where we could just sit and pray um you know i really had worked on some healing from my past and so i felt like i was in a good place at that healing conference Mm -hmm. so you know when people were praying for um maybe help healing my prayer wasn't that it was god show me my purpose in life and it wasn't that i wasn't fulfilled in my job i just wanted i've had so many things that have happened along the way that i wanted to be able to use my testimony my knowledge my compassion, um, for so many things to fulfill whatever purpose that is. And if that it was to stay right, put where I am, then I would have listened to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I, you know, I was praying for God to just show me my purpose in life and where I should be going. And I don't remember who it was, but somebody, you know, I was just, we were all sitting there silently praying and somebody came up behind one of the speakers. Um, and said, can I pray over you? And I said, sure. And so she said, you don't have to come, you're praying over. So she's praying. And she said, I need to tell you, um, what I heard from God just now. And I was like, okay. And she said, God's telling you the answer, or he has lots and stories waiting for you to close the door. And I didn't know what that meant. And so I was like, close what door? Like what? And so it's, it didn't really, um, have a lot of meaning yet. And so then, um, things started, you know, adjusting in our company. And there were some things that started feeling like off alignment. And I was like, Hmm, this is weird. And I feel like sometimes when God wants to use you, if you don't move, he will make it. So you have to move (laughs) and, you know, and so Um, you know, one thing happened and I was like, oh, like, I don't, I don't know, like, maybe, maybe I should be looking for something else to fulfill a bigger purpose. Um, and then, you know, another thing happened with the company, um, and it was just small adjustments. I mean, times are just changing with the way of, um, like what's, um like people wanting you in their home to do presentation parties anymore like times have changed since covid mm-hmm. and it was nothing bad with the company it was just things were adjusting and i felt like i was not able to really fulfill my purpose that i used to have which was getting in front of people and talking to people one on one and having that consultation a lot of that was starting to shift and change and i i was feeling um kind of like stagnant and so then um, I went to this Priscilla uh, uh class and the sermon she was having and we all got little these little conversation cards um afterwards and we picked it and it said um what area is God asking you to trust him right now mm. and I was like hmm and so you know I kept hearing like in the shower like Liam just Start something new. Like I just, just why don't you just? You've done so much. You've learned so much. You'll always have a heart of gratitude for your company you're with, but you've outgrown it now. So let's utilize every skill set that you've learned, and let's grow that into a different purpose. And I kept saying, oh, but like that's where my money is. Like that's where you know financially I, I feel comfortable. Um, if I if I stop like. What do I do? I mean, what would I do financially? I don't even know. And so
1: the juice either. And it just showed up.
2: Right. Okay. And so I that's what I was thinking. And then I get the card saying what areas got God asking you to trust him. And I was like, oh, like, but how do you trust when you don't? So then, you know, just things kept happening. And so Um, we are. I always do an annual toy drive and, um, it's always just been a gently used toy drive that myself and a couple other local moms put together, um, for those who are less fortunate to, they come and they purchase, uh, they get for free, gently used gifts to wrap for their kids for Christmas. And it's been a huge, the first year we had like a hundred, um, the second year we had over 200, um, signed up for it. And so we were getting ready to do our third and, I was getting so excited at just the planning of it. And I said, you know, it really bites that they, people only do this stuff around the holidays. Like people are in need. and need a helping hand all the time. Um, and so then I got to thinking, I'm like, how many times have I needed a helping hand? And it was not always financially thinking back to JP. I mean, I needed a helping hand in that hospital. I mean, it was getting ready to be the holidays. I didn't have the mental capacity to schedule family photos and things like that, that everybody was takes, takes for granted. I just didn't even have the mental capacity. I didn't know what our schedule was going to look like for family photos with his first Christmas to get pictures done. Um, you know, when it was, we didn't even know we were going up to the hospital. We didn't have a necessities bag. We didn't have blankets. We didn't have any of that to go up there. How many times have I relied on the community to offer a helping hand and, you know, I just got to thinking. Okay, well, maybe this is where I'm supposed to be. Like, I'm so passionate about wanting to give back to a community that that has always helped. Whether it was me growing up with, you know, us as a family not having a lot of things and utilizing food banks and um, resources and things, to then going into college and still needing helping hands as I was putting myself through school, to then being financially stable but still needing a helping hand. So, helping hand. I didn't want to be the one that just helped low income. I wanted to be the person that helped anybody going through a storm in their life. Because I always say you're either coming out of one, in the middle of one, you're going to hit one. And how nice is it to know that you have a community that doesn't judge you, that is there to help you without criticism or, um, you know, without taking your situation and, you know, talking about it. It's nice to just have somebody that cares. And I wanted to be on the front line of that. I've always worked with helping. So maybe this was the door that God was working. And you know, when it's, when it's from God, everything works out easy. It's easy. And so when I thought of that, I I remember sitting down and having a conversation with my husband, John, I was like, I think I'm going to go ahead and leave and start a nonprofit because I want to do something every single month, not just a -a one-time-a-year toy drive. And you know, of course he was like, Oh, like your income, what are you gonna do? And I was like, you know, it's okay. I do travel on the side as a hobby, maybe I'll step that up. Or I mean, I'll babysit. It's fine. Like I'll do whatever I need to do, but I want to be able to find focus on a nonprofit. And God will always provide. He's never not provided. Mm -hmm. So I'm not worried about that. And he was like, How are you not worried about that? I'm like, because looking back when I should have been worried about so many things with finances, it always worked out. Every and so he's like, You're right, everything that you've ever thought or was worried about you didn't it wasn't your worry it wasn't your battle and it always worked out and um it was so funny because i had a friend from church and i don't know if she's watching this now but love natalie so natalie is like your prayer warrior and i didn't tell anybody that i was getting ready to thinking about leaving my business and starting a nonprofit. i mean i have hundreds of women on my team i didn't want to cause panic yet until I knew 100% I was sure that this is what I was gonna do. And um, so it was a private conversation. And Natalie, it was like 9.30 at night, Natalie kept calling me and calling me. And um, I didn't answer, and because I was having this conversation. So afterwards I said, oh, John, maybe something's wrong. You know, Natalie usually doesn't call this late. And so I called her back and I said, Natalie, Is everything okay? And she said, yes. She said, but you're on my heart so heavy right now that I had to call and make sure you're okay. And I said, oh yeah, I'm just having a conversation with John. She said, okay, I'm supposed to be asking you, are you at a crossroads with anything in your life right now? And I said, yeah, actually I am. And we're just having a conversation about it. She said, I'm supposed to tell you, close the door. (gasps) And when she said that, I was like, that's it. There's my whisper. There's another confirmation. Like, I'm done. Like, this is this is where I'm supposed to be. There's no more guessing. There isn't, like, how would she have known? I haven't talked to anybody about this. You know, and she's such a prayer warrior, and she is so in touch with hearing from the Holy Spirit. And sometimes it's a gift that so many of us wish we could, he- like, hear from him as well as she hears from him. And so when she said that, I said, you, you don't understand what, it, what that means to me right now. And then everything else just fell into place. It was easy. Everything was easy. Um, And so that's how I got started on my nonprofit just about five months ago. I resigned altogether um, from my company and I still have cherished memories and uh, I'm a heart of gratitude for everything I've learned. that I can now turn that business mindset into just running a nonprofit that is still gonna bring compassion and a helping hand It's just a different outlook now.
1: Yeah, that's so awesome. That's so, so, so awesome. Isn't it amazing how when we don't listen to the whispers or we're not going at God's pace, he will turn around and tell somebody else to get involved Mm -hmm. with us right? Mm-hmm. I just, it's just amazing how, and and first it's a little whisper and then it comes a little bit louder and then it comes from somebody else. You better pay attention. And I was having this conversation with somebody this morning about um, when one door closes, another door opens, but sometimes waiting in the hallway can be, for lack of a better phrase, a mm-hmm. living hell, you know, until we wait for the next thing. But it's such a beautiful thing when you close the door, the next one opens and all you have to do is across the you know walk across the hallway into the next room so you don't have
2: to see the whole journey and that's part of learning it it's not your job to see the end result of it you just have to take the first step oh and let me tell you this so funny so at that conference we were at we all had to paint do you remember that painting yes yes okay and so um at that painting I drew this tree where is it right here and so I didn't really know when I was drawing this tree, but I kept hearing the words over and over. Trust me. And I didn't know what that meant either. But then here I pull that card at that conference saying what, you know, what area is God asking you to trust him? And I was like, it goes with the trust. It just all, all the pieces When you look back, fit together, just like it did when my son went through his cancer battle, every piece, every person that's in your life was supposed to be there. It's literally his, his mastery of like, just putting all the pieces together. And it's, it's so fun to see it just unfold and say, wow, this is such a God thumbprint on this.
1: Yeah. It's it's amazing. And you know, for anyone who's listening, who's had, um, who can relate to this conversation, um, please go to, go to YouTube and uh, put your questions in there. By the way, I got a message that's a, that says Heather King says hi on YouTube. Do you know Heather King? Yes. Heather (laughs)
2: is a dear friend of mine that is on my team from my prior company.
1: Awesome. So hi, Heather. Thanks for tuning in to Conversations That Make a Difference. Leanne and I are grateful for you. And we have to go to our next break. So if you have a question for Leanne, just give a um, uh, put it in the chat on, on YouTube and it will get to me via text and I'll ask Leanne your question until we come back. We'll be right back um, with more from Leanne Rhodes and Tides of Grace. And we're going to talk about how you came up with your title for your nonprofit
2: when you think about being healthy and happy do you consider the 24 areas of your life probably not With the All Things Wellness Wheel, you become self-empowered, allowing you to make healthier decisions about relationships, nutrition, sleep, exercise, stress, and even your value system. The All Things Wellness book series, written by Peggy Wilms and Dr. Marcus Bettstein, teaches about the ATW Wheel and brings dozens of true and personal stories from real people. The first of these multi-author books, The Fourfold Formula, features the foreword written by the Celestine Prophecy author James Redfield and is now available on Amazon. Reserve your spot now to become a published author in book two, Win the Wellness War, We Are Responsible. Visit allthingswellness.com slash author for more information.
3: In a world facing annihilation, a miraculous African nun rises to become the first female pope through a web of war, murder, and betrayal. Loved by some, hated by many, she becomes the deadly target of Islamic terrorists and her own cardinals as she introduces a new vision that will either save humanity or accelerate its destruction. Four people must race against a nuclear holocaust to learn her astonishing secret. Pope Annalisa is available at PeterCanova.com, Amazon and other online booksellers and bookstores worldwide.
0: Did you know that every word you speak matters? What you say and how you say it can make or break a relationship or shift the outcome of any situation. Are your conversations making a difference? Faith in God, gratitude, authenticity, and giving are Teresa Velarde's heart. It's in this spirit that she's focused on making a difference in the lives she's blessed to touch. Conversations That Make a Difference is now on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network every Tuesday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. Eastern Time with live call-in shows every first and third Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern.
3: Why are we here? How can we be happy? Questions asked from millennials to boomers. Crappy to Happy, Sacred Stories of Transformational Joy answers them using true stories of grit, grace and love. James Redfield, author of The Celestine Prophecy, wrote in the foreword, this book is a seminar about emerging truths and offers grounded solutions through the art of the comeback. Dr. Bernie Siegel, a contributing author wrote, bodies die, but spirits and consciousness survive and recycle so grab some tissues open your book and prepare to cry and laugh till it heals crappy to happy by reverend ariel patricia and kathleen o'keefe cannabis available from amazon barnes and noble and booksellers worldwide
1: this is dream vision 7 radio network uniting mankind with universal love our shows are created from the heart bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. And we're back with Leanne Rhodes. I want to talk about a daily gift of gratitude for a minute here. This, is the, this was a whisper. This was a whisper. God whispered the daily gift book series to me probably five years before I actually got the book out. And I talked about it. And for whatever reason, the timing wasn't right. And this book came together in a very short period of time, very similar to your situation. So, and this is the first in a series. And we're looking now for stories. And I know you have one that will fit right into this, Leanne. I did it. I I prayed I wouldn't do it, but it came out anyway. (laughs) Okay. Leanne. Uh, the next one is a daily gift of hope. And you can go to anyone who wants to participate, can go into dailygiftbookseries.com, and it has all the information on how to be a part of that book series. Um, and there's going to be the daily gift of hope. A daily gift of hope is the next one. And then right after that will be a daily gift of kindness. And mm-hmm. your ministry, I'm going to say it's a ministry because we all have everything that we do and we do with purpose, I believe, is a ministry given to us from God. You know, I think this is part of my ministry. And, and you know, when I, when I think about like... How am I going to do this? Well, you know, there's something that always resonates in my head. If God brought you to it. He will bring you through it. And that's, and he will provide the way, um, (laughs) will provide the way all the way. So a couple of questions, how do I get the recipe for your smoothie? Oh, it's in just prevail. So
2: the cool thing with just prevail is every day I wrote him love letters that I then published into this book. And it's like day one, day two, and it's all the way through. But I didn't want it to just be a book for somebody reading about cancer. I wanted it to be an encouragement. So before every love letter, I wrote a pep talk for anybody going through their own storm in their life. So you get a pep talk, you feel motivated, inspired for any situation, not just cancer. Um, so you get that before each letter. So before one of his letters is the whole juicing recipe, because it's not just for cancer. I mean, it's good for our bodies. We should be taking care of our body. It's a temple.
1: Yes, absolutely. So, um, and the the other thing I wanted to ask you is, um, we talk, both of us have been talking about hearing God's voice and there's people who want to hear him. And somebody is saying right now, I want to hear God and I'm not sure if I hear him or the enemy. How do you really know? God whispers, first of all, he's not loud. He's not boisterous. He will, Mm -hmm. and he's very patient, right? Very. That's my answer. What's your answer?
2: You know, if it brings you anxiety um, more than excitement, I feel like it's not from God. Mm -hmm. If you get excited about it and, you know, of course you're supposed to be nervous. Your dreams are always supposed to scare you a little, but they're supposed to excite you even more. Mm -hmm. And so if an idea excites you and you feel at ease, then I truly believe it's from
1: God. Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing I have here, um, have you suffered doubt after making a move? I know I have. How do you overcome the doubt? I, go ahead. I'll let you answer first. And then I have something to add.
2: I think it's normal to have doubt with every single thing that we do. However, when I get those moments, I will plug in to whether it's the a, the XM um, stations on the radio, whether it is my worship songs, I'll hear God through that and I'll feel better. Um, whether it's sermons, whether it's just reading my Bible, some devotionals, mm-hmm. plugging in to a higher power mm-hmm. um, truly will just make whatever sadness you're going through. I mean, it's like going to a hospital. You, mm-hmm. When you feel doubt, and you're sick then you go get well. And mm-hmm. we have so many resources to get well and to fix that doubt that I think it just makes it easy. Um, but I think doubt is normal, but that's not where we're supposed to stay.
1: Yeah. And I think God uses other people to help us along the way, like the recipe that you got for JP, like the the message that you got from your your friend, is mm-hmm. it Nicole?
2: Natalie.
1: Natalie, I know is an end. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: So, and then sometimes, you know, sometimes we just have to like take that leap of faith and trust, you know, we have to trust. And for some people, myself included, like being in, uh, being able to trust other, other people, number one is difficult enough. And then, you know, since we can't see God, it's like, how do I trust something that or someone that I can't see and that I don't know very well. Well, you deepen your relationship and then you will learn how to trust and trust. And then trusting God becomes easy to be Mm -hmm. able to get through any situation that presses on you with anxiety. So I'm assuming that being said, I'm assuming that you trusted God to help you name your business. How did you come up with Tides of Grace? I'd like to hear this story. Um,
2: So I always looking back have hoped that people would give me grace through whatever journey I was in. And like I said, it wasn't always finances. I mean, when I wouldn't return a phone call because I was so just overwhelmed or depressed or sad, I wanted somebody to give me grace and God's grace is enough. And, um, you know, but not everybody sees that yet. So I wanted a community to give others grace as well through whatever hardship they're going through. And, you know, I always hear that saying, you never know what somebody's going through. Um, so be nice to people and be kind to people. You don't know what news they just got, you know? So to give somebody grace without judgment is really just what we're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I wanted to remind people of that. I wanted it to be elegant and, um, to be soft and grace just feels, feels easy and soft yeah. yes. and, you know, tides We're on the Eastern shore. And my purpose is to serve the Eastern shore of Maryland. And I was just thinking of, um, you know, the oceans and tides and your, your storms are going to come in and out of your life like tides. And so I just put it together. I was like, you know what tides of grace, because everybody is going to need t- times in their life where they're just going to get a Need a moment of grace, and other people to give them a moment of grace.
1: So, talk about how you—you you said you were going to do something special every month of the year. Like you would have a month for certain things to be donated to be able to give a hand up to those who are looking for some grace, if you will. Um, yeah. So, to talk a little bit about that and how people. I know you have a website, and people can go there and look and see what's going on. So, uh, share that with us as well.
2: Sure. So yeah, I didn't want to be the one time of year nonprofit that you hear about. I wanted to be a nonprofit that continues to give all year. And so I sat and I brainstormed. I'm like, what are some things that I know over the years that I appreciated somebody offering a helping hand with? When JP was in treatment, we had an amazing friend just reach out and say, you don't know me that well, but I would love to do your family photos. That was so nice. It literally took that stress off my shoulders. Um, you know, I remember being younger and my daughter being younger and somebody giving us a, um, like some, some hand-me-down, like some stuff when we first got started, I was a young mom. And how nice that was to just have, you know, a hand-me-down playpen, but it was perfect. It saved me a hundred dollars. Um, you know, when there, there was times when I was younger I didn't get haircuts before school. We didn't have the low, you know, we were low income. I didn't have the new book bag. I was using my same book bag from the years before. Um, The clothes, you know, the clothes were high waters on me. And um, not, it just, we grew up in a time where looking back, it would have been nice to have something like I offer in the community. So I took those topics. I said, okay, well, January, let's give out books and blankets. You don't know who just needs to decompress and just to take a load off their shoulders, sit on a couch, cozy up under a blanket and read a book. And so we did books and blankets and some children don't even have books in their house. Yeah. And so we, I gathered books and blankets from the whole community. And I love that the community gets to be part of this. It's not just a one person rodeo. I could not do this without the community getting behind love and compassion and offering people grace. So people have been donating blankets and books. Um, this month is gently used shoes. I mean, a, a shoe, uh, that's gently used that actually fits you and the soles aren't coming off is a blessing to someone. I mean, shoes can be very expensive for your kids, for yourself, where you buy the shoes for your kids, but then you never treat yourself to a new pair of shoes because it's just not in the budget. So we have tons, hundreds of shoes to be able to give away. They just come in, they get a bag of shoes and they walk out feeling like a new person. And so Easter baskets is for um, the month of March. And so right now for that, we're asking if anybody wants to sponsor a child for Easter. We are, our goal is to make a hundred Easter baskets for a parent who just needs a helping hand with their child for Easter. And it's $20. We'll sponsor one child and we're going to with the volunteers in the community put together a hundred Easter baskets. We'll go buy all the stuff. We'll go stuff them. And these parents will sign up and come pick up an Easter basket and know that they have some money who cares. There's prom dresses. You know, I, you wear them one time. Why would you not allow somebody to come get a prom dress that they don't have to spend a hundred dollars on for one time? Um, that feels beautiful, you know, when they go to prom and there's a new mom's drive. Um, so, so many moms want to get rid of their stuff after their children, are not babies. So they're going to donate, you know, their cribs, their bassinets, their walkers and strollers. And Mm -hmm. to somebody else, what a blessing that's going to be, whatever chapter is, it's not our place to judge why they would need that. But if it offers them a helping hand, why not? Um, so we, have, we have the community giving free haircuts one month. So right before school, they'll be able to come out and get a free haircut. Um, there's family photos right before Christmas. We'll have some photographers in the community taking professional photos and sending them their free professional photos. The so when some people don't ever get family photos. Um so yeah every month is just something different they can find it on our Facebook page um just tides of grace inc we do have a website it's actually down for maintenance right now cuz we are putting all of our pictures and all of our events and things up there right now but it should be up and working soon um but that is tidesofgraceinc.org Um, but you can still find all of our stuff on Facebook right now. We're getting ready to launch the somebody who cares campaign, um, probably this evening actually. Yeah. So it's just, there's a lot of things every month or something, and it allows the community to get involved. It allows the recipients to feel that they have a place to go to. They can prepare for the whole year, um, and know when to pop in and just know that it's a judgment-free zone
1: that's awesome. I just love what you're doing Leanne I just love it and I I my hope in bringing this conversation to conversations that make a difference is that someone somewhere is hearing this conversation and saying, I need to do that in my area. I want to do something like that in my area and <clears throat> and the world the world needs a helping hand right now where we're mm-hmm. at you know it's so um, there are so many things that are, that we've never experienced before. And there are so many people who are could use someone in their life like you, Leanne. And I just Mm -hmm. I just love what you're doing. So um, my hope is that anybody who's hearing this, if someone wants to talk to you, wants to reach out to you for maybe some information um, in your local area or somebody who is wanting to do, as I just said, you know, wants to know more about how to get started, where can they reach you?
2: Yeah, they can email me. It's Leanne, L E A N N. There's no E on it. So, L-E-A-N-N at tidesofgraceinc.org. And you can awesome. email me. You could find me on Facebook and send me a message to the business page of Tides of Grace INC.
1: Yeah. So, together with Leanne, I'm going to tell you when God whispers to you, listen. Because there is purpose and there is as you can see passion in what she's doing and, um, you know, your your gift may not bring you to the place where Leanne is, but it will bring you somewhere where you're supposed to be. So with that being said, I can't believe our hour is up already. And we have to move on to um, to say goodbye to all of our listeners for the day. But I thank you for joining us for Conversations That Make a Difference, Leanne, and all of those who have listened in. Make sure that the conversations that you're having are making a difference in the lives of somebody that maybe you don't know, their whole life might change with one conversation. Have a good night, everyone. Thanks.
0: Tune in next time for Conversations That Make a Difference with host Teresa Velarde every Tuesday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. Eastern with live call-in shows every first and third Tuesday on syndicated Dream Vision 7 radio network. Thank you for listening, and thank you to our producer, Rachel, and to our station owner, Deborah Beauvais, working behind the scenes. Be sure to go to ConversationsThatMakeADifference.com for your free gift. Make sure your conversations make a difference.